you can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope this show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hey, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I am Jackie Koch, your host. And today I'm chatting with you a little bit. I'm actually going to give you a rundown of a presentation I just did for a mastermind this week. And it was pretty well received. So I think I got some good feedback and I thought, you know what? I think I should share some of this information on the podcast for people listening. And to give you some context, the mastermind that I spoke to yesterday was a a group of entrepreneurs who are still doing the solo entrepreneurship thing. They have a variety of different businesses, but it's really just them in their business. And they're starting to get momentum and they're starting to think about how to outsource some of the work they're doing and how to scale their team. And there's just a lot of questions that they have on how to do that. And we talked a little bit about the different options they have, where to actually start. And I offered a unpopular opinion that I think was pretty <laughs> well received, to be honest. So wanted to share some of that on the show today. And so this episode is for listeners who, you know, if you've like never hired before and you're just like, where do I even start? I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what's possible. Everybody says I should hire, but I don't know what to do. This is for you. Maybe you even like, tried hiring a couple of people and they've definitely been the wrong role. Like the role is not what is not helpful. What they're doing is actually not as helpful as you thought it would be in your business. Or maybe you've actually like just flat out hired the wrong person. You know that the role is right, but the person who you ended up hiring isn't the right fit. So if you find yourself in one of these categories, I'm hoping that some of the information I share is going to help you. I'm not going to give you the full roadmap to this, but at least give you information on where to even start thinking about it so that you can actually get ready to hire. Because that's really what this is about, is helping you get ready to be in a position to hire. Now, there's a lot of other things that go into that, like finances and and all of these things, which I'm not getting into on this show. But there's other things as well that you got to think about. It's like, as soon as your CFO gives you the go-ahead to hire, you just run out and, and make some decisions without giving it thought. And that's really what this episode is about. So the reason I feel very confident in training on this is because I've been in the trenches building businesses for the last seven years in startups, in growth mode. I've been in it doing the work. I've tested a lot of these things out. I've seen that they work time and time again. And I have attended a lot of events like business events and where You're hearing from people who've built businesses as well, and it's all well-intentioned, 
and they tell you the importance of building a team. You leave like understanding that it's one of the most important things that you do, but you're like, what the F do I even do? Like they've scared the crap out of me, but I actually have no idea what I should actually do to make sure I do it well. Right. And I think that's what ends up happening at a lot of these events or even in these books is like you leave scared crapless that if you don't build a team well, your business is going to fail, but you really don't know how to do it. And I feel very confident that the things that I give you in this episode are going to help you do it well. And it's not sexy stuff. It's not like a magic secret thing. It's not some hack that's going to eliminate a bunch of time and ensure you hire the right person perfectly. Like, I can't do that. Nobody can do that. But they are actual tactical things that you can do in your business today to help figure out what roles you need to hire for and then how to do it as well as you can, how to hire as well as you can. I find that when I talk to entrepreneurs who are in this, the solopreneurs, honestly, these challenges affect any business that I support, whether you're a solopreneur or honestly, a lot of my clients, even with 20 people struggle with this. So they're overwhelmed. They can't even like see through the day to day to see what they need help with. They're just like, I need help with today. I need someone to do this task today to free up time. So they're so overwhelmed. They actually get such tunnel vision that they can't think about their business in a strategic way. Or they haven't, they've hired and the team is just underperforming. It's not what they expected it to be, right? Like you're so excited to, to make these hires and outsource some of this work. And then all of a sudden you have them on your team and you're like, I was sold a lie. This is not helpful. This is actually more work for me, right? The team is not performing the way that you want them to. Or maybe you're recovering from a bad hire. You're a little bit jaded. You've made a couple hires and you are like, you know what? I'm not for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, this is not what I want to do. So you're like too afraid to try again because you've been so burned by what it's been like bringing people onto the team. Or like I said before, you're just like, I don't have any clue where to start. No idea. And I do also feel like hiring is one of those things that people just assume you know how to do. And so you like don't want to ask questions and be dumb. I had this experience when I started working in startups. Like everyone just threw out the word equity. Like I should know what it means. And because it was thrown around so casually, I was like, maybe I should know what this means. And I can't believe I don't. And I was too like ashamed to ask questions. And it wasn't until my third startup when I was really digging in deep with our CEO that I really got to understand what equity is. And I got to ask the questions and not feel dumb and get clarity on how equity and how options work for employees. And now I am doing lots of stuff. I, I have access to cap tables. I, I know how to talk about it. But now I know that's the case. So anytime I'm talking to a candidate on the phone for a job and I'm giving and we're talking about compensation and how equity will be a part of it, I'm like, let me just break it down to like a four-year-old. And it's not meant to, and I'll tell them, like, I'm not trying to like talk down to you or belittle you, but I just know in my experience, I had no idea what it meant and I felt too dumb to ask. So I'm not going to make you ask and I'm just going to tell you. And maybe you know this, but great, you'll learn again. So that was a tangent, but an experience that I've had recently. But by hiring a team and outsourcing some work, you can change those challenges into to opportunities and you can create more revenue. You can create a higher performing team. You can spend more time in your zone of genius. 
And we learned on the episode with Adrian when we talked about the Harrison assessment that you only have to spend 70% of your time working on things you enjoy and you're like 300% more effective. So it's not like you have to be 100% in your zone of genius. You got to be more in your zone of genius than you're not. And by outsourcing the work that you don't love or that is not in your zone of genius, you're able to do that. And you can be more confident in your leadership. You're going to learn. And the more that you test this out and do it, the the better you're going to get. And so I like to think about hiring readiness in like a quadrant. So on one axis, there's clarity. On another, there's like, like velocity. So clarity is like how confident you are in what you need in your business the role that you need, the type of person you need, all of that. And then velocity would be more like how many people and candidates are coming through and are you meeting and are you attracting so that you have enough people that you can assess to make a good hiring decision, right? And so if you have low clarity, like you don't have any idea the role, you you don't have a clear picture of what you need in the role you need done in your business or the type of person you need to hire to be successful, and that you have no plan for going out and hiring somebody, you're kind of in this clueless quadrant. You're like, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea where to find them. I have no idea what I need, right? You're in this clueless quadrant. It's you are, you have clarity on the role you need in your business, and you know who you need to hire, the type of person to be successful, but you still are not getting traction on where to post the job. You're not getting enough people to speak with, to meet, to decide if they're the right fits. That's low velocity. So you're like hindered. You're not able to, to make the hire because you don't have enough. You haven't found the right p- person and you're not meeting enough people in order to find the right person or you're not looking in the right places, right? Now, if you also have low clarity, but high velocity, This happens a lot, actually, especially if you're like a brand or you're a company that like a lot of people want to come work for. Like if you're a pretty well-known influencer or you're pretty well-known in your space, you probably are getting like, hey, I want to come work for you. Like if you ever need help, like I can help you out, right? You're getting a lot of people who are reaching out to you who have skills, but you don't know what you need in your business because you lack that clarity. You are constantly going in circles. When you're confused, because what happens is you end up meeting somebody who's really good at one thing you need in your business. And you're like, oh, I could totally hire this person to do this. And then you talk to somebody else who has different skills. You're like, oh, maybe I actually need this. And you're like going around in circles because you haven't done the work. You're trying to fit the person into your business versus finding the role that you need in your business and then finding the person who can do that. So you're going to just keep going around in circles until you get that clarity. And where we want you to be when you're ready to make the hire is you know exactly what you need in your business done in terms of like the job and the role. And then you have enough people coming into your business expressing that they want to work for you or enough people that you know that you can reach out to about what you need help with in your business to make a good assessment and hire the right person. So our goal is that you're in that space, that you are ready to hire. But when you are sitting in that ready to hire quadrant, you know what you need help with in your business. You're clear on where to find the people to do it. And you have a clear plan on how you're going to assess if those people are the right fit. There's a 
quite a bit of other stuff that goes into that. But if you are just starting out hiring for the first time, this is the basics. And this is where you can start and you can actually make some successful hires without needing to do much more than this. Now, if you are a business scaling from 20 to 50 people, there's more shit you got to do. But if it's just like one or two people, like these, this is all you got to do. It's, it's actually pretty simple. And so I see three big mistakes that, that entrepreneurs make often when they're in this situation. One, they hire a role because everybody else is, right? They're like, oh, everybody says I need to hire XYZ. I'm going to do it. And then they hire this person and they're like, this is not what I need in my business. Like, it's not working out. I was sold something that this is not it, right? I've done that. Even I know this stuff and I've done that. And so if you found yourself hiring a role just because your friend's business is successful because they have this job or whatever, like it's probably not a great move. The second mistake is that they jump into hiring their friends or someone they know because they know that they need a job or it feels safe. And while I do have some examples of people around me that are doing this well and hiring friends and family into their business, and I'm actually going to record a podcast episode with a family that works together. I'm really excited about that one. Do not have the first time you're a boss be bossing a friend of yours or somebody else that you know, because you're probably not going to be great at it right away. And you don't want to be testing out how to do the hard bossing things with somebody you love and care about and you want to remain in your life forever. So just don't do that. Or you don't want it to be with your best friend's brother or a client's so-and-so. Like, you don't want that to be the case. So don't have your friend or somebody be your first hire. Or don't hire a referral of somebody that if it doesn't work out, it actually could be really bad for your life or your business. Unless you know, if you've already been a boss before and you know how to do it well, then great, do it. But if you are in that quadrant or if you are in that category of a leader where you're hiring for the first time, it's probably not the best move. Now, again, there's a caveat that like it can work out, but I've seen it not work out more than I have. And then the third mistake is you wait way too long to hire support. And all of a sudden you're floundering so much that any warm body that has a pulse that can send an email you hire. And that is a bad idea. I don't think I need to go into why that's a bad idea, but it's a bad idea. And so you want to hire before you get to that place, which sometimes you don't know when that place is. But by doing some of these things I'm going to talk about, it should help. So where should you start? This is not sexy. It's not fun. You're not going to love that this is what I tell you, but this is what you need to do. If you want to be a business owner, you have to do some things that you don't love. And one of those things is starting to track your hours. I presented to the team yesterday and I said for at least a week, I actually think it should be a month because there's some things you do in your business. You don't do them every week. You only you do them every couple of weeks, right? So track your hours for a period of time. I would suggest a month. And categorize the tasks one thing I love, honestly, is using Toggle. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you can easily just like hit play when you start working on something, hit stop when you go to something else. You can easily add things to a calendar. You can download the list of how you spend your time. It automatically adds the time. Like it's one of the easiest things to do. There is an app on your phone that allows you to do it. Super, super easy. That's T-O-G-G-L and it's free, which is even better. 
And then look at the list after your time period and add stuff that you're not doing that you need to do, right? So like for me, when I first started my business three years ago, I didn't have this podcast. I know I wanted to do it. I didn't have social media. I know I needed that, but I didn't have any time to do it because I was so busy supporting my client. And so I needed to add those things to my list and then review the list and do a couple things. First, can it be deleted? Do you need to keep doing it? Can it be automated? Is it something that you can delegate? Because to hire people, you need to be able to to delegate and train people on. And what I love to do is also look like, is this in my zone of genius? Like, do I actually like doing it? Does it give me energy? Does it not? And then group like tasks together. So like marketing tasks together, like operational tasks together, like the core services you provide to your clients together. And that will help you see the different ways you could then hire people into your business to support. But until you have an accurate picture of how you're actually spending your time, it's hard to do. Like I hate invoicing. So I would argue, oh my God, I spend so much time invoicing. When I actually look at the hours, it's not that much time. I just hate it so much, right? And so I'm over-indexing on how much time I'm spending doing things I don't like because I don't like them. So I bet you're doing that a little bit in your business. And so once you've grouped those together, there's a lot of different ways that you could onboard people into your business. And we've talked about this on the show, but your team can be a blend of a lot of things. And oftentimes it is. So you could hire an agency which really is beneficial because you can get multiple skills under one roof, multiple people with different types of expertise under one roof, usually really good for like larger, bigger projects, right? You can hire a contractor. A contractor is like people with specialized skills, but you need their support for a longer term and you can clearly like give them projects to work on. They don't need to be in your business at certain times doing certain tasks. You could hire freelancers, which are really like on-demand experts. So like oftentimes they're for creative jobs. So like a graphic designer, you give them a project. A copywriter, you give them a project. A video editor, you give them a project. And most of the time, those folks know that they're quick turnaround times, right? Because they're smaller, more project-specific tasks. So like you could outsource some of that work to some of those folks. Then if you want to have a little bit more control over when these people work, how they work, you want a little bit more say, then you could hire an employee. Then you can do part-time employees. So that's consistent work that doesn't require full-time commitment. Full-time employees was a full-time commitment. They're usually a core member of your team. And then temporary employees. Maybe you just need something to cover a maternity leave, or maybe you have a really busy season with the holidays and you need someone working at your store a couple hours a week. You can hire someone temporarily. So I bring all those things up because I think that when you are hiring for the first time, you don't realize that there's different levels you can pull. You think, I just need to hire a contractor or a full-time employee. And there's so many more options for you to do that. So definitely knowing what you need help with will help you figure out what the best lever to pull in your business is. So then once you know what the role is that you need to hire, you need to create your game plan for how you're going to find them. You need to figure out where you're going to look for them. What is, what's the assessment process going to be? What am I going to, am I going to interview them? And if I am, what am I going to ask them? Like get that all mapped out before you even start talking to people 
so that when you show up ready to talk to somebody or you have a meeting with them, you know what you're going to ask and you make sure you ask all of the relevant stuff, which I have so many podcast episodes about how to interview well. Go back and listen to those because you'll get all of the information that you need. So you need to have a game plan is my point. And it's a basic thing. Again, neither one of these things are like rocket science, nor are they sexy, nor are they foolproof, but they are important things that you do in your business. I was so happy. I attended this event to uh, last weekend and it was girlfriends and business event with one of, with my best friend, Lori Harder and Katrina Scott also led it. But James Webmore came and spoke. And one of the things that he talked about is tracking your hours, having a plan. All of the stuff that I teach, I was like, thank God there's somebody else. He's way more successful than I am at running an online business. And it was just so refreshing to hear him also say, like, this is how you run a scalable business. And so the better you get at doing these things up and setting up processes and just doing some of the stuff that you don't love doing so that you make sure that you hire the right people, the better they're going to be. And so I have an unpopular opinion, and that is that a VA is not the first person you should hire into your business. And I say that because the majority of you, if you are hiring for the first time, you're overwhelmed because you don't have a system or a plan in place. You're unorganized. And as much as you think a VA is going to solve that problem for you, the VA probably won't. A VA is only successful when you're already organized, when you already know what to delegate to them, when there's a process for you to send them work, there's an accountability process, and all of that needs to be done in a project management tool. I know, again, not the sexy answer that you were hoping I would give you, but it's so critical. And I was kicking and screaming. I did not want to use a project management tool for the longest time. I was fine. It was just me. I had my written task list. It was fine until it wasn't, until I hired an assistant and realized that I wanted her to organize me, even though she lived across the country and didn't know what I was working on. And I was like, why am I the one creating the system? Oh, because I'm the leader. I'm the business owner. I need to create the system. So instead, I hired somebody to come in and set up my project management tool and teach me how to use it. And now it eliminated my need for an assistant. Honestly, like now that I'm organized, I was like, I don't actually need help. Like, this is great. But investing in hiring someone to come into my business and do that was, I couldn't do it myself. And I finally was like, you know what? I can't do it myself. Instead of hiring an assistant, why don't I hire an expert to set this up for me? Right. And then Another reason why I don't think you need a VA is I think AI is revolutionizing way too much stuff. I think the majority of the stuff that you need help with from an assistant can be done by leveraging AI tools. And so take advantage of those tools and start to learn them. And if you don't have the time to learn them, hire somebody who can. I guarantee if you were to go to Upwork right now, you could find someone who could set up Asana for you and you could find someone who could come into your business assess the operations and decide what AI tools could be implemented to help you. I There has to be. I haven't tried it, but I would love it if somebody did and told me if I was right because I would put money on the fact that I'm right. And once you actually get organized, I bet you will find you don't need a ton of support or you need different support. So like once you have some of the AI tools in place, once you have a project management tool in place, you might just need a graphic designer to make some Canvas stuff for you. 
you might need a part-time assistant, a VA, that you can then assign a task to to upload and post your social media. But then you're set up to do it well, right? You're set up to delegate. They know exactly what they need to do and they can execute for you. I think there's way too much technology now that I don't think VA should be the very first thing that you do in your business. I think hiring somebody to set you up well to eventually hire that role in a part-time capacity is how you should invest your money. But I see too often that small business owners are like, I'm so overwhelmed, I need an assistant. And then they hire an assistant and they're more fucking overwhelmed because they have to teach the assistant how to do the stuff they were hoping they were going to come in and solve for them. And that's because you didn't take the responsibility of organizing your own business. And as a business owner, you need to do that. So that is my unpopular opinion. I'm happy to hear alternate opinions on that. Send me a DM if you disagree, but I feel pretty strongly about it. So that is really kind of what I shared with the team yesterday and in, in the group. And I got feedback that it was helpful. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I record a podcast episode on this? So if you're hiring for the first time, this is where to start. Track your hours, get clear on what you need, get clear on a plan for how to hire them. We have quite a few new products coming out that you can buy that will set you up to do this well, to figure out where to hire people. So we're coming up, If it may actually be live by the time this podcast airs, but products for you to purchase that walk you through, where do I find freelancers? Where do I find employees? There's a free hiring plan on our website. So we have a lot of these resources and a lot of these new resources coming your way. So check out peopleprinciples.co to see if any of these products are live. I'm recording this pretty early, but they should be live by the time this episode airs. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.